welcome to the Declassified Cheat Codes podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming. I'm your host, Josiah, from Caterpillar Mom Plays. And I'm your other host, Hill House, uh, from, uh, well, it goes without saying, International Sensation YouTube channel, good games and good vibes. Peace be upon yeah. you all. It's always good to have a celebrity as a co-host. So. Oh, yeah, I know. There we go. I know. <laughs> Gives the show that extra oomph. <laughs> That punch it needs to get over that hump, you know, without me, you would be nothing. (laughs) I mean, I mean, probably that probably actually true. But anyway, that I doubt that um, seriously. (laughs) Okay, well, um, on the topic of the show, um, thank you for tuning in. Um, (laughs) We are a gaming news podcast. If you didn't get that by the quick intro, Uh, we just sum up the week in gaming or last week in gaming, basically. And we also talk about some games that we play every now and then. Um, and we just basically shoot the shit. So Pretty much. Uh, if you are ready for a sometimes uh, not safe for work uh, <laughs> gaming news podcast, then uh, you're in for a treat. Um, we're going to do another short show. Um, it's not going to be too long, so... Uh, probably just like a commute to work. Um, not a big deal, but we're going to let you know about, you know, the news this week. Um, we're trying to get another episode out to y'all because we skipped one last week, but we're going to get another one posted really quick. So if you see another episode, it's not a mistake. It's supposed to be there. (laughs) So anyway, last week in gaming, um, I talked about playing, oof. I don't remember what I talked about playing last week. I think I played that cube game. I forget what it was called. Something like Never Out, I think is what it was called. Uh, This week, though, I played Fallout 76 for a total of five minutes, I think. And um, yeah, it's I don't know. I've just I don't know if I haven't gotten to the place where it gets interesting. But uh, so far, it's just it's hard to pick back up because it's just boring. And uh, we've talked about that before, um, but I feel like it's a little too open. And we've talked about that before. It's a little bit too open on what you have to do. And uh, I think it leads, needs a little bit more narrative. Um, not even, I'm not talking handholding. I'm talking about it needs to tell you what to do a little bit longer in the beginning of the game so that you have any idea where you're supposed to go. Um, because... <laughs> It kind of just throws you out into a world and expects you to just have fun. And it's kind of like your parents throwing some toys at you in the yard and saying, go play. And you just don't know what you're supposed to do besides just run around. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And that's what it feels like. And then you're overwhelmed because you're immediately attacked by things with no weapons. And you're like, okay, well, I can fight these things and I can heal myself. But you, at the same time, in the back of your head, you're wondering if you're wasting resources, if you're wasting your time, if it'd be better to just um, try to get to a certain place. It's just so open that you keep thinking that you're making the wrong decision when... I'm not sure if there is a right decision in the game. <laughs> I mean, I, I even so, told you that I was going to um, download it and I was going to play it. And um, I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it, man. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I couldn't give them once again that level of trust. I couldn't get my heart broken again, bro. I could <laughs> not do it. So I decided no. It was a negatory. I'll let you go ahead and play it. And I'm sorry, buddy. I, I mean, I'm 100% sorry for you because that's five <laughs> minutes of your life that you will not ever get back. The thing Thank is, it's probably Bethesda. not five minutes. Thank you, like Bethesda. <laughs> it's probably like half an hour. And I think I will try to pick it back up again, but it is impossible minutes. to oh play. Oh, my God. 30 minutes. By yourself. <sighs> it, it's not a fun experience if you're playing by yourself, for sure. Um, I, I no. do... I do understand how people can have fun with the game if they're playing with a group, but if you like jump into it solo, it's just it's, it's a just snooze mindless. fest, man. So it's a fucking snooze yeah. fest. <laughs> it's rough. Take the melatonin um, the back to game, the drugstore and just get Fallout seventy six. You'll go right to sleep. Just saying. Right. The other game that I played <laughs> this week, 
moving on from Fallout 76, was The Tourist, and it is a yeah. newer game on Game Pass. Interesting looking game. I have. It's actually really fun. Um, I'm about 70% through the game already. It's pretty short, um, but it's it's got really fun animation. I'm a big fan of its lighting. It kind of reminds me of a game called Riverbound that I may have talked about a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's got that same kind of Minecraft 8-bit blocky style going for it. Yeah. But it has really impressive lighting. It has a lot of textures. Um, it has a really impressive camera mode where you can take pictures of the landscape and stuff, which is part of some of the um, mini games that you have to take pictures for. It's a really enjoyable game. Uh, it feels like a game that was built for like the Switch, but on even Xbox, it still runs really fine and it's still a really fun game. Um, it, it does have some very challenging puzzles, I would say, and it gets frustrating at times. But it's usually because you don't understand a trick. So none of the puzzles are impossible. <laughs> They're just, you have to figure out what you're missing. If you're uh, struggling with a puzzle in this game, you just have to figure out what you're doing wrong. And <laughs> once you figure that out, it's not its not that hard. Okay. But it's an enjoyable game. I do recommend playing it. It probably only takes about, you know, four to five hours to beat. It's really not that crazy. Um and uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about it. I haven't finished it yet, but I can tell that I'm very close to the end. It's it, it's kind of I'm kind of wrapping everything up right now, just going around doing all the little uh, side quests. This uh, game, as small as it is, has side quests. Oh, that's so, cool. <laughs> Gives you a little more cool. to do, you know. Um, yeah, and it, it, it's kind of a collectathon in a sense. It kind of it doesn't redefine it. It's not like groundbreaking in the way it does it. But it isn't just collecting coins. It makes you collect missions, and there's different types of things to collect. And you want to collect all the islands that you can go to. Um, so it, it's a pretty cool game. I know I didn't describe the game at all. Uh, I guess the su summary of the game is you play as a um, a uh, tourist, is why it's called a tourist. And you go to an island, and you try to unlock the secrets of certain monuments which are like ancient structures and so it's kind of this kind of uh exploratory mystery supernatural type thing hidden inside the package of a you just try to go to different islands on a vacation so it, it's a pretty cool idea for a game it's got really unique art styles per island the islands are very small so it, it it's just a very small scope but it's done very well is all okay. i have to say about it so right on uh, that's all I played this week. What'd you play? Uh, uh, actually, uh, nothing else except for Destroy All Humans and Rogue Company. Um, you know, uh, started getting back into World of Warcraft. Uh, really actually mm -hmm. enjoying that. I'm having some fun with it. Um, so, uh, yeah, just kind of getting back into that. But I looked through a couple of the games, uh, but no, I haven't played anything new. There's a couple that I'm waiting for to be released uh, that I'll be talking about later um, with the uh, new releases that we're going to be saying, you know, mentioning. But um, other than that, yeah, no, not a squat diddly. Yeah. I haven't I haven't yeah, been I uh, have... since I've been on quarantine. I actually haven't even streamed or played as much as I thought I would. Uh, I've actually only played a couple of days. Um, I just haven't had it in me. So. I've just been really tired and whatnot. So, yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah, stupid. Yeah, well, we appreciate but... you doing the show. <laughs> hey, hey, um, you know. Those commercials about us being heroes aren't fake. <laughs> <laughs> stupid. Um, it's so dumb. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, we can head on to the news. Uh, if we this. have nothing else to talk about for last week. Yep. So this week in news, um, let me get some of the quick news out of the way. Um, <laughs> we've talked about this before. We've talked about Scalebound before. Uh, Scalebound is a infamous uh, canceled game by Microsoft. Yeah. Um, I believe it was announced 
about midway through the 360s life. And uh, it was going to be made by Platinum Games. And it looked really... Um, it looked really out there. It kind of looked like Monster Hunter World mixed with like cyberpunk or something. Yeah, it had yeah, a mixture yeah. of technology and ancient stuff. So it's kind of a, I don't even know what the word for that is. It's not steampunk. What do you call that? Somebody listening probably knows what this is called, but it's when you have headphones existing in the same universe as knights. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, that's not, it's not steampunk. It's some sort of like iron electronic age. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it had a style like that. It looked really intriguing. It had a really cool uh, teaser at, um, I forget if it was E3 or some Xbox exclusive, but uh, ultimately I got canceled. It's probably one of the biggest Microsoft titles that people wish would have been made. And Platinum Games has responded on Twitter recently in the last uh, week and a half about how if fans really want it, that they should contact Phil Spencer and just barrage his uh, Twitter with <laughs> requests for them to continue making Scalebound or to reboot it, basically. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing is Platinum Games is like starting up making more games again, and they're trying to make some buzz around their studio. They're actually in the news quite a bit now. The only problem is is Scalebound is still technically owned by Microsoft, so. Either Platinum would have to buy it from Microsoft or Microsoft would have to get Platinum to finish it. And uh, personally, I think it'd be really cool if Microsoft just bought Platinum games. Um, I think that would be ideal and then just have them finish Scalebound because this game yeah. looks like it could have been Microsoft's version of, you know, uh, what's the word? What's that game? Like Skyrim or something. <laughs> yeah, kind of like that, Scrolls but more or... like the... No, Cyberpunk. no, PS4 has it, and I can't think of the name of it. Who? It just came to PC. Who has it? PS4 has an exclusive game, and it just came to PC. What is it called? Is that the oh Horizon gosh, hate myself. Zero Dawn? Horizon Zero Dawn. There we go. <laughs> this would have been Microsoft's like version of Horizon Zero Dawn if it ever had, like, you know, finished being made. Okay. Um. So, So a lot of people would be really excited if this game was announced that it was being worked on again. But at the same time, I think a lot of people would be like, yeah, show us a finished game first because it was, it was teased so much and then nothing happened from it. So even if you said, Hey, we're, you know, going back into development of scale bound and starting from square one and really excited, people would be like, Oh, cool. But they would also understand that, you know, it could just get canceled again. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, so, exactly. We're very used to that right now. Very much yeah, so. so this game, if it was, if you could convince Phil Spencer to jump on board Scalebound, um, and you would still wait to be excited until it was yeah. actually like almost yeah. done. Um, and the thing is, I've heard some other people talk about how Scalebound would make more sense today because it looks very friendly to like a Japanese audience or something. So if Microsoft wants to tap into that audience more with their like Game Pass and online streaming services, then they're going to need some more titles that appeal to that crowd that's used to just buying Nintendo and PlayStation. So yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, something like Scalebound would make a lot of sense. So I don't, True. I know it was supposed to be a quick piece of news, but I did have some commentary to make on, you know, like what that would actually mean if they went through with it. None of our news um, is ever quick news. <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, next piece of quick news that I have is that um, it's not, I mean, it's really just facts. Nintendo posted their last quarter earnings, which are insane. If you have seen these uh, compared year to year profit for the quarter was up 428%. That's crazy. That's to last dude. year. That is insane. And you know that uh, has a direct correlation were, to uh, COVID and people being at home. It has right. to. Yes. And now, now, keep in mind, these numbers that I'm about to say also include not only the COVID. Um, uh, what's the word? Gosh, I cannot talk today. The Pandemic. Um, people staying at home. Yeah. The people staying at home. Quarantine is the word I was looking for. The quarantine. Uh, not yes. only includes that, but 
It includes also a very large span of time where they stopped making the Switch because they could not keep them in stock and they wanted to catch up and people were scalping them and everything. So That's keep right. in mind That's that right. these numbers include a huge section of time, maybe a month of the a quarter is only four months, right? No, three months. Uh three months, yes. Yeah, a quarter is only yeah, a quarter is only three months, and about a month of that they were not producing switches. So yeah, keep that's that in true. mind. So yeah. for the quarter, <laughs> they were up 428% on profit. Their switch sales went up 166% with 5.8 million switches sold in just that quarter. <laughs> and that is once again with a whole month of them not producing it. They probably could have sold 7 to 8 million if they never ran out of stock. <laughs> um, it brings the switch up to 61.44 million sales which is only wow. less than half a million shy of the nes's sales so that switch is, is moving on up on those nintendo charts yeah it's going to be the number um, one sold uh 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 console console in, yeah 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 so it, it it's insane right now um animal crossing also was insane uh <laughs> yeah it was within 4 million of Mario Kart sales in just one quarter with 22 million copies sold. That is insane. That is three months it sold 22 million copies. Um, that That is absurd. Um, it's absurd it's to to, hearing that Mario Kart sold 26 million. Right. That's insane. But Mario Kart, Mario Kart has been insane the entire life oh, yeah. of the Switch. Um but it looks like Animal Crossing could start rivaling Mario Kart sales, maybe. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you're probably going to so see we'll, that. I bet those tops of the charts for a while will be Mario Kart followed by Animal Crossing. You know? Yeah. Which is funny because you feel like it's always going to be a Mario game right behind Mario Kart. You feel like it's going to be Mario Odyssey or something like that. But uh, Animal Crossing could take that could take that spot thanks to COVID. <laughs> Look, it's Fallout 76. <laughs> yeah um mike has a uh there's a cat on my cat shoulder crawling on i his was back. pointing at its butthole if you you cannot watch you cannot see this but there's a cat on his shoulder um we're practicing for our live news. stuff sorry yeah <laughs> last piece of quick news that i have is that Chipotle is offering a Tony Hawk Pro Skater official burrito. <laughs> what a uh, cool story, first, dude. I love places yeah. that do this kind of stuff, dude. I just think it's great. Um, they started this promotion on Monday. Um, <laughs> and the first 1,000 purchases got a demo code for the Tony Hawk Pro Skater remasters of one and two. This demo is the same demo that you could get if you pre-ordered the game. So, I mean, if you're not one of the first thousand customers, you can still pre-order the game and get the demo. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the warehouse map as the demo. Uh, but yeah, this is a really funny story. And I have to mention that I heard about it on Tuesday <laughs> and I went and got a Tony Hawk burrito. Did you? On Tuesday. Did and, you? Yeah. And it's it's a spicy burrito. So Really? So, uh, yeah, be sure to have some uh, water nearby it's a and you know good for him dude good for him because he you know tony hawk is still very relevant in the uh skating world yeah and and whatnot you know he's a he's a a living legend he's an icon you know and uh i i just whoa 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 i just think it's uh the cat was attacking my mic (laughs) i just think it's um (laughs) sorry guys but i just think it's cool you know here's this guy who how old is he he's got to be in his late 40s no I'll, I'll find out you can keep talking so here's this guy you know who goes from being this phenomenally progressive innovative he's 52 52 so he's a, he's a year older than me man he's a year older than me and That's i really crazy. hope we don't lose listeners because i mentioned that but one of the coolest things about it is <laughs> here's this guy that goes from being an inventive innovative you know world class skateboarder you know uh, like i said he's a living legend to uh you know being on um you know the masked singer which was you know he sang the cure so having <laughs> his own burrito i'm very proud of him yeah. yeah, that's 
I mean, I was Tony being a little sarcastic, like the... but I love Tony Hawk, man. I think Tony Hawk is the yeah. shit. He is the shit. He's like the Babe Ruth of uh, skateboarding. Oh, God, know? yeah, he's dude. The I first, mean, he's the first like big legend. And, and that's the funny thing, too, is people, sure people who don't even follow that. skating know who Tony Hawk is. Just because, mostly because of the video game, to be honest with you. And now because of different avenues yeah. that he's taking, you know, like, you know, singing. But I thought he did an okay job. I mean, I really did. <laughs> he sounded kind of like the cure. But uh, yeah, man, uh, you know, it's just when I saw this in your notes, I was like, yeah, that's really cool, man. That's really cool. I'm actually thinking about having Kiki stop by and pick me one up. I'm feeling like uh, feeling good enough to eat tonight. So. I'm thinking that maybe she needs to do yeah, that for it, me. I, it was it was pretty good. I was pretty satisfied with it. Right on. <laughs> right on, man. That's a great story, dude. This, that this is episode a great of story. The Declassified This episode of the Declassified Cheat Codes podcast is not brought to you by Chipotle, but it could be. <laughs> could be. <laughs> That's all I have for quick news. What you got? <laughs> Well, what I've got is uh, just a couple of quick things. Uh, Steam, you know, I love talking about Steam. I love talking about their game, uh, their game sales, um, different things that they do, uh, you know, along with uh, Riot, Epic, all those different game stores. You guys know that I always talk about the sales that are going to be going on. Well, Steam uh, Game Festival, you know, they've been doing those. Um, they've been doing those for a um, um you know, here and there throughout the year, they'll have the spring festival, the summer festival, etc. Well, now they've got the uh, the fall festival, and um, uh, Jeff Keeley from Valve, uh, he's planning another one. It's going to be running October seventh through the thirteenth, and it's another chance for people to get in and play previews of uh, upcoming games. Um, and there's no real details on any of the games that are uh, coming out. Um, that hasn't yeah. that wasn't in anything that I soon. researched. Uh, they're going to wait until the last minute, probably till about a week before it happens, before they uh, uh, mention anything. But yeah, August 7th through the 13th, mark it on your calendars. If you like going to Steam and you like playing uh, upcoming games, checking out some of the new demos, uh, it's you know, a good way to get a hold of that and see if you're going to actually like that game. If you're going to want to buy the game that you're you've been looking at, um, you know, Caterpie or Josiah, he does that all the time. Uh, he plays a lot of the uh, uh, the uh, upcoming titles just to kind of get a feel for him, uh, which is something I should yeah. do more. But, yeah, since I started doing it, it kind of gives me an eyes wide open kind of view of if I'm going to buy the game or not. And if I think I'm even going to like it. So it's a good way to not waste yeah. your money. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's October 7th through the 13th this year. Check it out. Uh, the Steam Game Festival Autumn Edition. Uh, Sniper Elite. I thought this was kind of cool, man. I found this on the Internet about uh, three or four days ago. Uh, Sniper Elite has a Kickstarter now where they are doing a thing called uh, Rebellion Unplugged. And you are um, basically it's a board game. Um, you have figurines, you have yeah. upgrades to this game, which is really cool. Uh, one of the things that I uh, loved about it and one of the things that they're actually uh, promoting about the game is one of the figurines, which is a testy kill figurine. Uh, I guess there's a uh, there's one of the shots. I didn't do a lot of research into this particular uh, 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 term, but from what I gathered reading some of the information that I did have is it's a figurine who's grabbing his ball bag. Uh, he's grabbing his balls um, and it's like Hitler and it's because you shot him in the nuts. Uh, that's one of the moves, I guess, that's in the game and you get a thing called uh, uh, a uh, an achievement called a testy kill where you you hit somebody in the testicles with your round, your bullet. Uh, and, you know, a lot of the people that I saw uh, in the forums talking about this, because I wanted to know what the fuck is a testy kill. And from what I've gathered, and one of the most majority feelings about this is it's possibly one of the best shots in a video game ever. Uh, so... <laughs> It's kind of cool. There's four players. Uh, you get one sniper, three German squads. The German squads try to defend themselves on the board uh, against the sniper throughout the game. So it's kind of a cool kind of thing. Uh, there, Like I said, there are several tiers of the board game that you can buy. One of them comes with custom clay figurines, 
which is really kind of cool. So it's almost like buying a custom poker set where you get those nice heavy clay chips. Well, this one is, uh, you know, you get nice actual well-done detailed figurines that are made of clay. And then they have also mini figurines that are collectible that go with the game. So I'm actually thinking about getting it. Uh, I'm going to be looking at their Kickstarter again later on and uh, taking a look at it, seeing what the, like, you know, the ultimate founders package of this thing costs. And uh, I just think that it'd be a really cool collector's item to have. I probably won't ever open it. I'll just leave it up on the shelf and uh, see if it appreciates in value or something. You know, you never know. Uh, if it doesn't, then yeah. yeah, I'll probably end up playing it the next year. But yeah, I thought that was really a kind of a cool little <laughs> idea, you know, for Sniper Elite. Um, it's it's almost like a Stratego, uh, you know, who sunk your battleship kind of thing. Because uh, one of the things that the Sniper does on his own private board is keeps track of where he thinks the uh, German squads are. And I think the German squads have the same kind of advantage that you don't see. So it's very much like Battleship in that aspect. But um, there's a lot of other things with the game, very technical as far as, it, you know, uh, details as far as uh, uh, that I could bore you with. But um, if you check out the Kickstarter, the basic gist of it is it is a Sniper Elite uh, board game. Uh, it looks really cool. And uh, I'm definitely going to be looking at getting into this Um uh, because it looks like something that's a lot of fun. I haven't played a board game in a hundred years either. So that might be something fun to do, you know, besides doing video games. Uh, let's right. see. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Next thing that I want to talk about is a game called uh, Ocean Horn 2. Um, Uh, it's an Oceanhorn 2 Skyward. Uh, uh, it's a Skyward Sword Zelda ripoff from Apple Games. Uh, this is going to the Switch. Um, I was looking at some of the uh, videos on this, man, and I, I see why a lot of people are uh, uh, really getting into this. This came out on Apple Games back in 2019, and it's coming to Switch in the fall, uh, which is basically now. Um, and the gameplay that I saw is really, really similar to Breath of the Wild. I mean, you got a guy in a tunic, uh, has a bow, uh, sword, uh, that kind of thing. Um, it looks very much yeah, like... Yeah, I've seen this. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's a... And it looked... It's a clone. <clears throat> yeah. And it it's was part of Apple clone. Arcade. And I thought it was really weird yeah. that Apple was like promoting it. Because I was like, yeah, this is, Apple looks like 2019. <laughs> yeah. Well, now it's coming to the Switch. Uh, so apparently, I don't know, maybe they settled their shit in private or something. Um, but yeah, uh, apparently it's still up and running. Um, but when I looked at the two comparatively, there's a couple of videos that compare them. It is so freaking close, man. It's so similar. It's just absolutely ridiculous what some of these guys are getting away with. But yeah, so that's going I, over to the I don't know uh, how Switch. <laughs> What's that? See, I don't know how it's coming to the Switch because uh, Nintendo, yeah. all people, would have a problem with this being a clone, yeah. which actually kind of makes me wonder if they settled outside of court by, what, getting all the profits from the game and so Maybe. now they're putting it on the Switch? Maybe. You may have something there. <laughs> it kind of seems like that's what that's, it is. It's because, weird. Yeah, that's, it's really weird. You think they'd want to squash this, get rid of it. And, you know, that way everybody's going to be playing, you know, Breath of the Wild instead. But yeah, I mean, it's an it's an obvious slap you in the face clone. So once you see it, if you check out some of the videos, if you're listening, then, yeah, you'll understand exactly what we're talking about. It's uh, but yeah, that's going to the switch. So it's a really odd uh, choice um, on Nintendo's part. But yeah, I just thought it was an interesting story, too, because of everything basically that you mentioned. Um, it just it's kind of weird, man. But that's the feeling that I get is that, yes, they possibly had settled out of court. Okay. Uh, next thing is uh, Apex Legends. Um, now, we all know that Apex Legends basically came from, it was born from the Titanfall series. Uh, everybody thought it was going to be a Titanfall 3. Uh, it wasn't. Um, it was Apex Legends, which is in the same world. It's essentially without the mechs, uh, anything like that. Now, uh, Kuban Blisk is a part of the um, the uh, Titanfall's 
Titanfall 2 legend. Uh, he is a leader of what's called the Apex Predators. Um, he is basically a um, basically like a, a freedom fighter, I want to say, kind of in a way. Um in, in the game Titanfall. He uh, created the Apex games allegedly after uh, what was called the Frontier Wars in Titanfall 2. Um, and he's also the main protagonist in that game. He's, you know, the person in there. Now, the rumors that are going around is uh, that, okay, basically the new character in Apex Legend is called Rampart. Now, Kuban Blisk got Rampart to join the Apex game. Uh, you see uh, in the uh, the uh, cutaway scene where uh, a guy hands the card to Rampart talking about the the Apex, mm -hmm. the Apex games. Well, that's Kuban Blisk. A lot of people are rumoring that Kuban may join the roster in season seven for Apex, which might be kind of a cool thing. Um, it's going it, to I think what they're doing is they're attempting a way to tie the two games together uh, in a nice little bow because we already know where it all came from. We already know what it's all about. Um, so I think what they're trying to do is wrap up the whole pretty package for everybody. But one of the yeah. questions that people are asking, and I really think this is interesting, is are they going to have a mode now in Apex? Are they going to have a battle mode where it's mechs? Where you have the use of mechs? That might be kind of a cool idea. Uh, just a different, complete different thing that you could do in the game. But then again, it might also be a way too convoluted because then you'll have this whole other section of the game, which is basically a completely different game. You know what I mean? Um, how are you going to write that much stuff into the game with this, you know? Yeah. Unless you make all the mechs basic. Like you, they basically have, uh, you can make the mechs an extension of the, uh, of the, um, the uh the legend in the apex or whatever they are the champion um so basically let's say you have uh what's her name uh the healer that i like to play all the time damn it i can't even remember her name now um what's her well name? what if you're what maybe the mech can amplify your uh, particular set of skills you know what i mean so that you have like if you're a healer right, it amplifies right, right. that ability you know, if you're uh, if you can phase, it amplifies that ability, that kind of thing, and uses that as a, uh, you know, an extension with a more powerful weapon or something. I don't know. That might be kind of cool. But anyway, so those are the rumors going on around that with uh, Kuban Blisk, Titanfall, and Apex Legends. What's that? Lifeline. Lifeline. That's right. Lifeline. You know, and yeah, it's that's why I don't play it that much, obviously. Uh, but. Yeah, so some kind of cool news about that. It'll be really interesting to see what happens. I'm going to keep following the story and uh, see if uh, maybe they tie that up, like I said, into a nice little pretty bow. Um, there is one other thing, and I should have brought this up, actually, after the Oceanhorn one. This is about Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And uh, a player has created an entire functioning Mario Kart course uh, in... Uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, this is a YouTuber named Waiku Teru, uh, and he uploaded to YouTube a 20-minute video, and this thing shows uh, time trials um, and has its own music. Uh, it has It's a completely uh, whole different experience inside the game. So basically, you can go into uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and you can just play the Mario Kart course the entire time while you're in there, um, just having fun with other people. Uh, and it even has its own, uh, he's added his own, uh, like I said, his own music. He's added his own time trials. He's added his own dialogue to the, uh, to the mod, which is really cool. So this guy has put a huge a huge amount of work into this thing and um, made it look like a completely separate game. Basically um, a lot of people are impressed with the quality of the mod. Um, he did that good of a job. And there's some people that said, look, you know, um, you guys better come out with a, a sequel. 
here really quick because otherwise we're just going to make our own damn game <laughs> and uh, they won't have nothing because I, what, what if, what if something like that happens, dude? What if one of these guys, this kid who made this, uh, this, you know, Waikutero who made this uh, breath of the wild mod for Mario Kart. What if yeah. this kid creates his own little game, his own version of what he thinks a sequel would be right. And he's just sitting on this thing and Legend of Zelda comes out with this sequel and it's shit. And this kid throws out his mod and everybody loves it even more. I mean, what if something like that happened? It, I mean, it could if you think about it theoretically, because, you know, the ideas are out there in the ether. So who knows? But uh, yeah, so it's pretty impressive. Yeah. I know that you play those kind of games, man. It's just uh, it might be something to go check out with the whole Mario Kart course and the time trials and everything else. Uh, last thing that I want to talk about is there yeah. uh, there's a glitch in Overwatch. I don't think you I don't know if you've noticed this. Um, there was a video uh, that came out. Now, um, we all know that there's been other things happen, like uh, with the Torborn turrets, uh, uh, May walls. Um, there's been a couple other things that right off the top of my head that I can't remember. But uh, this this cool video came out. This guy's he's they're in Hollywood. They're at the first point. He's up on top. Uh, like when you go to the point, if you're attacking the point, the right side, he's up on top and he's shooting down at the point and all of a sudden Diva turns into a door. The bullets are all blocked and then a split second later, she turns back into Diva. It is the weirdest fucking thing that I've ever seen. It is it is an actual video that's out there, um, but she's moving around and she's a door and the bullets are just bouncing off of her. And it doesn't affect her. Um, and she just, and it was just, <laughs> it was just really. Is it uh, taking the place of her defense matrix? What's that? Is it taking the place of the animation for the defense matrix? I don't know what it's doing. Um, they're not, they're not clear about um, uh, <laughs> if, if it happened only to this one person. Or if it's happening to everybody, I don't think that it would just happen to one person. I mean, that's a kind of an odd glitch to be seeing. Maybe it has to do with the rendering in that particular section of the building. And at a certain time, if you're in the right spot, it just glitches. Uh, I'm not sure. But um, the problem is that, yeah, it's right in the middle of the summer game event. And so a lot of people are kind of having an issue with that, but it's not affecting if you're able to get your rewards. It's not affecting any of that. Um, it doesn't really seem to be affecting too much of the gameplay because when it happens, it's only for a split second. So it's like, how many bullets are you going to hit Diva with, you know, in in you know one second <laughs> that's going to, you know, uh, make a, a different uh a different uh, effect in the game, you know, <laughs> in the video, he does shoot the door and you see the bullets hit the door, but it looks like they're bouncing off of it. It's um, there's no uh, uh, there's no um, uh, damage that it shows that's affecting Diva at all. And it, it, it's it's very noticeable. If you watch the video, it's very noticeable when it happens. You have to watch Diva the entire time. Otherwise, you're going to miss it. But it is. When it happens, <laughs> have you seen it? Yeah, I saw it. It's yeah, fucking, I saw the video. It's fucking funny, dude. It reminds it's, me. It reminds me of the uh, the wardrobe off of Beauty and the Beast. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just a door yeah, walking does. around. It does, yeah. man. It does. <laughs> you know, and and I don't think that anybody's going to complain about it. You know what I mean? Because it's not like, okay, you're not going to run up there. You know, you're not going to get a team kill and then you're going to run an extra, you know, 100 meters ahead of everybody else or 25 meters ahead of everybody else stand against the building and become a door and wait for the enemy team to come by. You know, it's not going to be that kind of ambush shit going on. So it's not like, you know, any major accomplishments are going to be made out of using this glitch or getting the glitch. Like I said, it is a glitch. It's not a hack. So until somebody actually finds a way to uh, become the door and sneak around your team, I don't think anybody's going to complain about it. I think most people are going to be looking for it, hoping that it happens and hoping that they catch it on video because it's really it's really kind of funny. It really is. I'm not I'm not looking too forward to it, you know, with all the nerfs that came out with the patch uh, to Arissa's shield 
and a couple other things that just happened. But yeah, um, not too happy about that. But yeah, so be diva, become a door. Yeah, <laughs> that's really funny. I hope that I actually see that in a game. I will lose so do my I. shit. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before we get on to like our larger topic for the day, let us talk about some upcoming releases real quick. Um, just their their announces basically. One of these doesn't even yeah. have a date yet. We just know it's in 2020. The first title that I'm going to talk about is actually a really interesting game that I might actually pick up. It's called, I think it's called Shijinku, and uh, it is a Nintendo Switch exclusive game as of right now. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to come out in 2021, and what it is is it's an RPG that teaches you how to read and speak Japanese. Oh, that's cool. Which is actually a pretty cool idea. So it's a very it's good idea. It's got like a storyline to. It's got like a storyline to it, and it like tests you on what to say, and yeah. one of the ways of knowing what to say is understanding the language. So it, it's pretty cool. They say it has over like 30 hours of <laughs> oh, playthrough, wow. and just it's designed to teach you how to roughly at least read Japanese you know, when you're done playing the game. And I think that's a really cool idea for a game. So yeah. um, I might check it out when it comes out because if you are a Switch owner that plays a lot of Japanese-only games, it wouldn't hurt to be able to actually read what it's saying. <laughs> no, it wouldn't hurt at all. So, it, yeah, it'd be kind of cool to be able to, uh, you know, uh, watch some anime, turn down the volume, and be able to read what's written on the damn, you know, yeah, on the damn see screen. how wrong the... Uh, the English dubs are by laughing at what the <laughs> subtitles actually say, you know, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, oh, um, I love it. Yeah. Uh, it's a really cool idea for a game and, uh, brilliant I might idea. Pick that up whenever it comes out. There's no official date, but it's just next year. Be on the lookout for it. The other game that I'm going to talk about though, um, was a game that was released a year ago in Japan. Um, it's coming out August 27th this year which is very soon it's called moon and is being advertised as the anti-rpg uh, it's going to be exclusive on the switch and basically what it is it's in the style of an old playstation one rpg game so it has a very late 90s uh animation style mm -hmm. um but the idea of it is you're running like behind an rpg so it's like imagine that you're inside a, it's like a behind the scenes of a game game. It's really weird. So it's like when somebody needs something within the RPG, you have to like go and do things for them. And he really didn't explain it well in the preview, but what it's supposed to be is like, it's like a movie that's about the production of a movie rather than the movie itself. That's kind of what it is. It's an RPG game that's about running an RPG game <laughs> as okay. if it was an entity. It's really weird. So it looks really trippy. Um, the fact that it's in PlayStation 1 style doesn't help the trippiness any. And um, the other thing is it, it looks sometimes kind of creepy. It reminds me a little bit of... Uh, what's the name of that fake game? Uh, Petscop. It reminds me of Petscop some too. So... Okay. Uh, yeah, it's kind of... It's kind of freaky. If you've ever seen Petscop, this uh, game looks like something that walked out of the past. So it has that same kind of eeriness to it um, in the in the same sense that it also has this weird mechanic of running behind a game. So uh, I'm really interested in playing this just because it looks kind of weird and out there. Um, I know a lot of people have mixed opinions on the game, but it it's intriguing me as of right now. So that yeah. comes out on August 27th for the Switch. Right on. And that's all I got for new releases. Uh, two games that I'm looking forward to, man. Um, one of them comes out on August 21st, man. Samurai Jack Battle Through Time. It looks so freaking cool. Uh, it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's console PC, of course. And um, from everything that I've read, they recommend that you go ahead and uh, play this with a controller. Um, which I will probably end up doing anyway on PC, but the visual styling of it is just so cool. I love the whole uh, Samurai Jack 2D uh, cartoon thing that they got going on. 
Um, and, uh, oh, wow, my video went out for a second. But I, I love the whole uh, 2D thing that Samurai Jack has going on as far as on Adult Swim, you know, yeah, watching the cartoon itself, et cetera. But, uh, but they have a really cool 3D uh, style in the game. So they incorporate both of them. Uh, both of those uh, visual aspects. So, um, but the gameplay that I've seen so far looks amazing. Uh, it just looks like a lot of fun, something that's just going to keep you entertained. Uh, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that, man. August 21st, I got that on my wish list. It's sitting there in Steam right now, waiting for it to happen. Uh, Serious Sam 4. Now, I am so excited about this game. Uh, I played uh, Serious Sam a long, long time ago and just had a blast with it. Uh, it's very Doomish. Uh, shoot 'em up, um, you know, just kind of kill everything in your in your way. But the uh, gameplay trailers that I've seen on this and uh, some of the other little introdu introduction things that I've seen, it just looks absolutely fun, and I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be on September 24th, 2020. So. Uh, I'll get two months, man. Two months of cool shit happening. I get, uh, you know, Samurai Jack in August. Get to play that for about a month. And then I get uh, Serious Sam 4 yeah. in September. So, yep. Looking forward to both of those coming out. Sounds really cool. Um, yeah, that Samurai Jack game we've been talking about, like, for over a year. So when that actually comes out, that'd be yeah. really cool to get our live opinions on that. <laughs> <laughs> rather than yeah. speculations it i looks, will be it playing really it the day it drops yeah the day it drops i will be playing it sweet so let's talk a little bit about um our topic for the day which is sony in some hot water basically and uh sony can't really do much wrong because they do own a lot of the console gamer uh audience so I don't think they think they can piss off people when they make big decisions. I think they think that they're like Apple in the sense that if they make a decision, everyone will just adapt. And while that is basically true, I was hinting last episode on the fact that I thought that even though Microsoft and Xbox was not leading the industry, they were planting seeds that were affecting the industry. And one of those is this first ridiculous backlash they're getting. So Sony made an announcement recently. This is probably already two weeks old, but Sony made an announcement about the DualShock 4 controller. Mm -hmm. This is the controller that is for the PlayStation 4 will not be compatible with PS5 games on the PS5. You will have to use a PlayStation 5 controller on the PS5, but you can use a PlayStation 4 controller for PlayStation 4 games on the PS5. Yes. And this got backlash, which is really weird <laughs> because before Xbox Series X was announced, it was like common knowledge that if you bought a new console, you're probably going to need new controllers. Yeah. I don't think it crossed anyone's mind that they would be able to use a DualShock 4 controller on a PlayStation 5. But Xbox comes in and everyone's like, oh, wow, their controller looks just like last generation's controller. So they get like some heat for that. But what they actually planted was that you can use all of your old controllers with the new console because mm -hmm. Xbox is under this whole business model of as long as it's a USB controller. Right. Yeah. Or wireless. But they're also trying to get rid of gaming generations. So they're just like, yeah. if we have a good controller, why are we going to change that just because it's a new generation? Just yeah. to sell you another controller is basically the idea of it. Yeah. So now Sony's getting backlash over this. And I'm sure Sony's thinking, what in the world is this backlash? Because we're actually offering the ability to use an old controller for select titles and that we've never done that before. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, since the PlayStation 2, the PlayStation 2 could use any PlayStation 1 controller. But since we started getting to the USB and Bluetooth era, mm -hmm. it's been exclusive to the console controllers. You know, since the PS3 and 360, you can't use those controllers with the newer consoles. Well, isn't so PlayStation going to be having some uh, some features in their games that are only going to be functional with the new controller? Yes, and that would make sense. And now I'm I'm bringing up the point that maybe they made a mistake of ever allowing the PS4 controller to be compatible with the PlayStation 5 because yeah. 
they're saying that PS5 games have to use the PS5 controller because they want it to have the haptic feedback and all that other stuff or whatever. I don't know what the hell is in it. Um, it you know, the ball bearings in it. <laughs> but they want they want it to be completely <laughs> compatible with all their new games and they don't want an old controller holding back development of games for the new console is basically the idea. Yeah. But if they're yeah. on that train, why not completely go on that train? Why allow the PlayStation 4 controller to work at all? Yeah. And I guess this is one of those things where the PlayStation 4 controller working with it for PS4 titles makes sense, but it should have never been announced. I think after the console came out, they should have said something like, oh, by the way, if you just prefer the PlayStation 4 controller when you're playing like Uncharted 4, uh, you can sync it to the PlayStation 5, but it's not going to be able to play PlayStation 5 games because, you know, it lacks features. But saying it as an announcement, like it was a big like feature that they're going to have on the PlayStation 5 made them open to a reaction that was really, really odd because it's something that you wouldn't expect them to get backlash for. But because Xbox, they want what everybody um, else is damaged the (laughs) right because (laughs) Xbox has damaged the idea of console generations. Yeah. PS5 is not completely able to do what they've always done before. And I don't say that they're going to do anything different from what they've already planned. But what is interesting is that I I feel like Xbox made an impact on this decision, on this reaction, which is weird. It's not something they ever really wanted to make a reaction to, but I think it's caused by them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's not the only thing that they've brought up (laughs) to get some backlash for. The other thing is, have you seen the Spider-Man exclusive character announcement in the Avengers game. Yeah. So the Avengers game <laughs> that is going to come out on all systems is going to have an exclusive character on PlayStation. Yeah. Which is Spider-Man. So you can't get Spider-Man and anywhere I've, else. You can play the game, but you can't have Spider-Man. Right. Fucking yeah. bullshit. The Avenger that everybody wants, you know, this is the character that most well, people are I, probably playing. The I've game actually for. been watching the gameplay and I, 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 I want the Hulk. Yeah. Just because yeah. I like his Vegas Mr. <laughs> Fix-It suit with the gray skin and the dark suit and the tie and the hat. Yeah, I want a Hulk yeah, smash it wearing some of that shit. This game, is getting more disappointing the more it goes on, the more I hear about it. Um, uh, the main joke of the Avengers uh, game that it's about to come out is the character models. A lot of people say that they look like the stunt doubles <laughs> of the movies, <laughs> like... These are the villains. Yeah. The thing is, they don't seem to have as much. They don't seem to have an identity. They didn't like go out and make a character model that looked like a specific comic. Yeah. They all look like they saw Tony Stark played by Robert Downey Jr. Decided to make a character model just bad enough that they didn't have to like pay for his likeness. <laughs> That's that, what all that these could look be like. that could be a factor in it, dude. Because if you think about it, just use their likeness in the video game, it probably cost them a pretty penny. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a legal expert or even an entertainment expert, but I think there's a difference between licensing the game from Marvel and licensing the game from Marvel Studios. Yes, as a film tie-in. Yeah. So I think it's probably totally different. I don't think that they're trying to get into the Marvel. So they probably used licensing. more of a comic booky kind of thing, but a conglomeration of them all instead. Right. But the thing is, it's hard to not notice the similarities to the films and then see how it looks like the, you know, the understudies of all those. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, the, the issue of the Spider-Man exclusiveness, a lot of people are given backlash about this too. Cause they're like, why can't everyone play Spider-Man? Why does PlayStation have to have that? And I've seen a lot of people, you know, PlayStation homeboys, wh- whatever you call them. I've seen a lot of PlayStation people that are like not even doing any research saying that, oh, well, you know, Sony paid a pretty penny for Spider-Man back in the day. So, you know, they can do that if they want to. The game the thing rights, is they don't own. not the character. Yeah, they don't. They don't even have the game rights. They have only the movie rights. Oh, well, Sony there doesn't you even go. have the game rights. Yeah. Just and that's a lot of people are confused about the game rights too because uh the Spider-Man game made by Insomniac is 
right now a PlayStation exclusive and PlayStation owns Insomniac now. So yeah. it feels like they own the game rights, but they only own, own the movie rights. Okay. They don't own the okay. game rights. That's from Marvel. So Disney still owns the game rights and the merchandising rights. Yeah. And all that stuff. <laughs> the only rights that Sony owns is the movie rights. I'm not okay. sure if not everyone has jumped down this rabbit hole, but one of the most interesting things is when Sony makes a Spider-Man movie and there's like toys and comic books and t-shirts. Yeah. Disney's now making the money off of the t-shirts and the toys. Sony doesn't make any of that money. Oh, wow. Because, because Disney has 100% merchandising profits. So, um, yeah. So Disney's making money off of the Sony video game too. So Sony making that Marvel Spider-Man video game exclusive is kind of a win-win for Disney and Sony. Disney gets money that they didn't even like invest yeah. in that game at all. <laughs> and Sony gets the uh, people to actually buy their console because they've heard Spider-Man is like one of the best games of the generation. So uh, it's a win-win, um, but yeah. Sony's often not winning as much as they would like with the whole Spider-Man situation. So it is also interesting that they paid extra to have Spider-Man as, as an exclusive character to the Avengers. It's like they're trying to pretend to own Spider-Man more than they do. So, it, yeah, I can see how that's deceiving to people who think that they own Spider-Man, but they don't own Spider-Man. No. Uh, Marvel made the choice to take money from Sony to make an exclusive character for their platform. So this yeah. was just a transaction. Yes. So if they have a problem with it, I mean... Yeah, Marvel took the money from it, but Sony also supplied the money for the exclusiveness. It's still shitty that I forget who's developing the Avengers games. It's Square Enix. It's still yeah. shitty that the developer even put that offer on the table, but it's apparently been on the table because if you've noticed, uh, Spider-Man has not been in any of the promotionals for this game up until recently. Yeah. And uh, him to just suddenly be announced meant that they were working on it and fully knew that Sony had exclusiveness to it because they didn't want to tease everyone with Spider-Man until they announced that Sony had exclusive Spider-Man content, you know? So yeah, uh, Sony's looking pretty, uh, miserly right now. Yes, but, they are. Um, <laughs> They're not looking good at all, man. They're not looking but good I, at all. And it, once again, I feel like this is just other companies shaking up the gaming industry and Sony's having to like play it safe suddenly. And they may yeah. be on thin ice, yeah. but they're still, you know, they're obviously in good shape because the PlayStation 5 is going to get a lot of people who owned a PS4 just buy the next console. You know, that's what you do. Um, so they don't really have to play it that safe, but I, I don't know. They need to start being careful on their image because they're starting to turn into this, this scary big company that is not is not really close to their fan base at all. <laughs> yeah. If you saw their announcement of the PlayStation 5, it looked really robotic. It looked like this this uh it reminded me a lot of the old Apple commercials, the ones from the early 90s with the people all like acting like they were serving some like crazy leader or something. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. The old Apple um, 1984 commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They need to shape up their image, I think. I think they need to get a little bit more like chummy chummy or a little bit more bro. Well, that's part of the problem right dude. now. You see that yeah. with you see that with companies like Microsoft. Microsoft really doing that. They're like, hey, tell us what we can do better. Uh, that kind of thing. And and so is Apple. Apple's very, you know, they've gotten to that point. Like you said, one of the breakthroughs was that commercial, that Orwellian style commercial. But uh Right. Um <laughs> You know, with Sony, I and you're absolutely right. They they do need to fin fill, uh, follow that kind of a business model, and and it, it just takes one person at the top, though, one person who's running the show, to say, okay, you know, we're having a board meeting, and everybody's like, yeah, you know, uh, the public wants this, you know, our fans are screaming this, uh, this is one of the big things that they want right now, and it only takes one big wig to say, yeah, but we're gonna do it this way. 
yeah <laughs> with a nonchalant attitude that's that shit snowballs all the way down and next thing you know you come out with just shit products um and you and i have preached this a, a lot over the past year uh, doing this podcast is that uh, to us one of the biggest things that you can do as a company is you can um uh, listen to your listen to your public and and take the time you know if you have to take a step back if you have to take that game and extend it another six months to make sure that it is up to the par that you want and what your fans want if you have to take that piece that product that that controller and retweak it another you know year do it because we're not going to mind because in the long run we're going to end up with a better piece of product for the same kind of money you know what I mean? So as you know, what I'm seeing is the public is well aware of that and they're in tune with it. But I think Sony is probably one of the last companies to to fall in line with that. And they really need to if they want to see some sort of, uh, uh, you know, an upward spike in their sales. You know, if they want to beat if they want to beat everybody like they have been in the past, they need to they need to start following that model, man. Otherwise, it's not going right. to happen. And there's only been one low point in Sony's. Uh, gaming lifespan and it was the first half of the PS3's life Yeah, because it lost to the yeah. 360 because the 360 was cheaper and the yep. 360 had um, it just was a more user friendly and the people enjoyed playing online more on it Yeah, and the way that PlayStation combated that was just not answering the call of what the players wanted they didn't do that. Instead, they just started making tons of really good exclusive games. Yeah. And by doing that, they started to get an audience back. And then through the PlayStation 4's lifespan, they did the same thing. They just kept pushing out exclusive games to keep their audience. But to tell you the truth, the PlayStation 4 hasn't changed its UI like yeah. at all since yeah. it launched. They've had no major, uh, no so major, little. major software updates. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They've done so little for like the user point of view. Yeah. Um, all they've really invested in is games, and Which, they've invested a lot in games. But but I think <laughs> that I think the time is coming though, where people are going to want more out of their console. Uh, they're going to want right. more than just okay, it's a piece of plastic that it'll run these games. You know, sure, you know, it's shitty here, it's shitty here, but it still runs these exclusive games. Well, that can only last so long, man. You know what I mean? Right. I'm not going to pay 500 bucks for something that ends up being a piece of crap. And, you know, yeah, it'll run these three or four or five exclusive games really well. And the games might be beautiful. You know, you never know. You might get three out of five that are hits. But if it's right. just a hunk of junk that's, you know, running slow <laughs> here, not doing this, blah, 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 then, yeah, I'd rather pay the $399 for the Xbox knowing that I'm going to get some Microsoft quality that they've actually made something that is going to run good. Yeah, and that's the thing. Yes, is, I am I a fanboy of Xbox. That, <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing is, I still love PlayStation. I still love their consoles. I grew up on PlayStation. But I have to acknowledge the fact that they have not changed their business model since they started. They've been doing the same thing since 95 or whenever it was. Um, they've been yeah. about producing really good games on a console <laughs> that they expected to last a really long time in relevancy. So what PlayStation's model seems to be is they designed a console that is so far ahead of where it needs to be right now that hopefully it will last 10 years of relevancy. And they seem to be doing the same thing with the PlayStation 5 where they're making something that is offering features that no one's asking for. It is um, not even stylish today, but it may be stylish in 10 years. But it's like they're trying to make a console that will last 10 years so that they can focus on games for 10 years. Yeah. And Xbox is just not doing that. Xbox is under the impression that, hey, if in two that. years we need to change what the console's inner workings are, we'll just do that. We'll just keep doing that. Because they're aware <laughs> that both Microsoft and Sony both released the pros halfway through the generation. And the pros made the non-pros suddenly... Not as relevant. Um, yeah. If you, yeah, if you play an Xbox One S or a Series X and then jump on the OG Xbox One, boy, can you feel it? Those oh, load yeah. times are rough. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And the thing is, they aren't alone with that. Uh, the PlayStation that's not the PS4 Pro or the Slim, those first generation PS4s. Oh, yeah. Uh, they are rough, too. And it's not just from being used. If you got a new one, it would still run things pretty rough. Uh, even the PS4 Pro runs some of their stuff rough right now, I find. Um, it's just, it's undeniable that if you keep pushing the boundaries of the software on a piece of hardware that's not improving over 10 years, it's going to show by the end of the generation. Oh, yes. And I think Microsoft is trying to get under the impression that we need to quit this because, yes, it's cool to sell consoles, but at the end of the day, um, why does the end of every generation have to be a rough experience from the hardware side? Yeah. You know, why do we always have to look forward to the end of the generation having really good games that can't run on its console and that you want to buy the remaster on the next console? <laughs> That's what happened with every generation in the last couple is that the games near the end kept getting better and then your console just couldn't run it. So, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I would like to get away from that, but it seems like PlayStation is, once again, just not changing their game plan. And I understand why they wouldn't, because it's worked for them before, but uh, I'm saying that they're not just now not changing their game plan, it's that they never have. I think this no, has been their business have. model forever, you know. But, but see, <laughs> that kind of thing can only last so years. long, man. That could really, like you said, it can only last so long, because you can't just keep using the right. same software over and over and over again you have to upgrade at some point and maybe that's something right. that and sony's think, been working on that they're keeping secret who knows well the thing is i think sony's still under the impression that it will last for 10 years and they'll do it again and then 10 years and they'll do it again yeah you may and be right i think they're fine with that right. but i think they're not noticing that the industry is changing just like everything else you know people don't listen to cds anymore uh people don't watch dvds much anymore with streaming streaming's yeah. taking over um eventually your console is going to be less and less important to to be the backbone of a business for 10 years um because you're going to want to make sure it's cutting edge so you're going to want to make sure that it can be upgraded easily or it can yeah. be replaced easily you yeah. know so i don't know i feel like sony may be like hanging on to consoles as long as they can uh, we were joking about how this could be the last console generation, but I I feel like it has to be. If Sony doesn't wake yeah. up after this generation, I just I don't see another generation coming. I feel like we're just going to get upgrades, you know. It, it, it will, <laughs> one day it'll be, oh, I'm streaming on an Xbox or I'm streaming on a PlayStation. There's not going to be a number, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's just but that's whatever. It. Yep. No, you're probably right. You're probably right. Well, that's all I had to say on Sony and being in hot water. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's really all I got on him. Okay, sweet. Uh, so thanks again uh, for tuning in for another episode. Uh, we're trying to spit out those episodes a little faster to y'all. Uh, new things on the horizon. Uh, not Zero Dawn. Speaking of which, Horizon Zero Dawn, I heard, has like really bad performance on launch on PC. Oh, Despite yeah. all those really big specs it had, I heard it has really bad performance. <laughs> so if you did buy the Horizon Zero Dawn on PC, um, be on the lookout for some patches. I'm sure there's going to be some pretty soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we're going to spit out those episodes and uh, look forward to new content and new type of content. And uh, always remember... Moving on up like Georgia Wheezy. Is that is that the new tagline? <laughs> Always no. remember, moving on up. No. <laughs> Always remember, it's not the newest news in gaming. Unless it's new to us. Hell yeah.